What a powerful time of worship impact. That's one of the things I love about our church. The presence of God is always tangible at Impact Church. Jesus will give you the praise, give you the glory. Thank you for this atmosphere even right now. Thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you even right here on the airwaves. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you glory. Touch us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Impact, we're in an exciting message series titled Visions and Goals. Visions and Goals. First Sunday, we talked about passions, passions, passions. I believe that ungodly passions produce ungodly visions. Ungodly passions produce ungodly visions. And so from the beginning of the year, we, we prayed the prayer and asked God to cause us to have godly passions. We asked God to help us to fall in love with him again right at the beginning of the year so that he can rearrange our passions so that our visions and goals can be those that are driven by God in Jesus' name. And then last week we talked about encounter, encounter, encounter. We talked about defining moments. And I said that a vision that is connected to a defining moment or a vision that is connected to a God encounter can never be lost. I've been running with a vision to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the end of the world because of a life-defining moment, because of an encounter that I had with Jesus when I got into a car accident when I was 17 years old. And no one has been able to take this vision away from me because it's connected to a God-given encounter. That's what happened to Moses. He lost his vision, but then he had the encounter with an angel called the burning bush encounter. He had the encounter with an angel of the Lord, got back his vision, his boldness came back. And what I said last week is impact. Let's pray for more encounters with God this year. Let's pray for more defining moments. Let's ask God for more Kairos moments in this year because those God encounters change our lives forever. Just one encounter with Jesus Christ can change the trajectory of your life forever. Amen. But today I'm excited because we're talking about process, process, process. Every God-given vision has a God-given process. Every God-given vision has a God-given process. Now, many people lose their visions because God shows you the vision, but he never shows you the process. And this is the place where many people become disappointed they become discouraged. They lose the vision because God will show you the vision, but he'll never show you the process. With every God-given vision, there's a God-given process. So today I'm going to give you some principles, some practical principles on how to manage the process so you can go all the way to the end and fulfill your God-given vision, fulfill your God-given destiny. I want to start off by uh, sharing a story with you my dear wife and I, Michelle, we've been married for 12 years. Matter of fact, this year in June, on June 25th, we celebrate our 13th year anniversary. Uh, this is 13 years of marital bliss. On June 25th, we celebrate 13 years of marital bliss. I love me some Michelle. Uh, it's an incredible thing that God has done in our lives. But you know, on our wedding day, we invited so many pastors. I'm a PK, so of course, so many pastors came 
uh, to our wedding and we give them a moment for them to pray over us and speak some prophetic words over us as well if God was leading them that way. And one of the most powerful prophecies that came through that night came through my own natural father, Bishop Jeffrey Matoga. I love my daddy. He began to prophesy over Michelle and I, God's going to use you. You're going to plant churches. You're going to do this. You're going to gather thousands. So many things are going to happen. But one of the things that he prophesied on our wedding day was that God was going to use me to write songs that would touch the world. He said, Zenzo, the spirit of the Lord is going to fall upon you and you're going to begin to write songs that are going to explode and touch the entire universe. Your songs will be sung by the world. So we went off to honeymoon and I remember thinking to myself, after honeymoon, I'm going to get home and I'm going to sit on the piano and the first song that I'm going to write is going to explode and go to the ends of the world. I was excited. I believe that. I wish I could tell you that that happened. When I got home from honeymoon, I sat on the piano. I tried to write a song. There was no creative juices whatsoever. I didn't even finish the song. I couldn't complete the song. So I dished that song, I dumped it and started working on a new song because that's what we do when we can't finish something. And, and in the midst of writing that second song, Michelle and I got into one of the worst arguments ever. And, and I, I left the house, I went out, I was mad, I was, I was upset, I was driving around the streets of Lowell. Couldn't finish that song either. I tried to write a, a third song and it just wasn't happening. Four years later, five years later, six years later, not much was going on. I wrote a few songs, but nothing that was big enough to explode and touch the world. And then years later, maybe about eight or ten years later, God connected me with Philip Thompson, my songwriting partner. We began to write some songs and uh, some movement uh, was happening there and, and we had some songs on iTunes, some people were recording our songs, but nothing quite as big as exploding to the end of the world. Until last year, until last year, when I became a pastor, I, I almost thought, man, man, maybe I'm not gonna be able to write songs anymore, but, but Phil, Phil and I committed to continue writing songs. And though we couldn't meet together in person anymore, we began to write songs by, uh, via FaceTime, right here online, we began to write songs. And, 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 and we almost gave up, almost stopped. And, and don't ever give up on your vision. Don't ever give up on your vision because you don't know what God is doing. Process, 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 don't give up because the process is difficult. Don't give up because you don't understand the process. We almost gave up, we almost stopped. But God gave us a song 12 years later titled My Worship. Some of you have heard this song. It was performed by Philip Thompson. It's literally gone out to the ends of the world. Philip Thompson is traveling all over the world today because of this song. And this week we actually found out that Phil received a, a Stella Award nomination for that song, My Worship. God is taking this song to the world. There's other things we're hearing that, that are gonna be coming up in 2019 around this song that I can't even share right now. But long story short, the explosion came 12 years later to God be the glory. Process, process, process. If somebody had told me it was gonna take 12 years for this vision to be realized, I think I would have given up. I would have walked away. If somebody would have told me that, I would have walked away. This is why many people lose their visions. This is where visionaries lose their visions because God shows you the vision, but he never shows you the process, process, process. I pray over you even right now that God will give you the courage and the strength and the grace 
to go all the way with your process that you will not give up on your dreams. Process, process, process. Did you know that from the time when David was anointed as king to the time he actually became a king in the palace, between the prophecy and the palace, there were 15 years. 15 years between the prophecy and the palace. That's process, process, process. David knew his prophetic vision that he was going to become a king, but it took 15 years. The story of Abraham, God told Abraham that he was going to be the father of many nations, that he was going to have a child with his wife, Sarah. He tried to cut corners. He had Ishmael. He, he uh, had a relationship with another woman called Hagar. He tried to cut corners. And I believe that because Abraham tried to cut corners that he prolonged his process because with every God-given vision, there's a God-given process. Now, you can't shorten the process, but I believe that with our disobedience that we can prolong the process. I believe that's what Abraham did. But from the moment he received that word to the moment that vision was realized, it was, it was close to three decades, over 25 years, close to 30 years before Isaac was born. Same thing with Joseph. Joseph had a prophetic vision that he's going to be a powerful person, that his own father and mother were going to bow down before him. His, his siblings were going to bow down before him. But that vision took 22 years. From the prophecy to the palace, it took 22 years. Process, process, process. God shows you the vision, but he never shows you the process. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, and I'm reading the message version. It says, when they were together for the last time, they asked, these are the disciples of Jesus, when they were together with Jesus before he ascended to heaven, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is this the time? And this is what Jesus said to them. He told them, you don't get to know the time. No, 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 no. You don't get to know the time. Timing is the father's business. Woo! You don't get to know the time. Timing is the father's business. In other words, the process is the father's business because process is all about time. Yes, you have the vision that the kingdom of God is going to be restored. That's the vision. But you don't get to know the process because the process is the father's business. Impact, I've found out every time you try to do something that belongs to God only, in this case, the process only belongs to God. When, when, when you try <laughs> to break in the window to get something that, that only belongs to God, you'll get yourself in trouble. The process belongs to God. The vision is ours, but the process belongs to God. Our responsibility is only to obey, not to understand the process, is only to obey what God is doing. You know, if you've been at Impact Church, uh, you know that we are a prophetic church. We are prophetic people. Our church is called Impact because we believe that every person has a prophetic dream. Every person has something unique and special about them that can impact the world. That's what we call our church, Impact. My wife, Michelle, and I really believe this with every fiber of our being, that every person has something special, something unique, that God gave them that nobody else has. That's why you have a set of fingerprints that are unique to you. Nobody has ever had them past, present, or future. Why? Because you have something special to impact the world. 
At Impact Church, we encourage people to dream big. We speak prophetic words over people. There's some of you there that have received prophetic words from me more than two times, more than three times, because we believe in speaking the word of God over the people. We believe in releasing vision. But I feel that we also have a responsibility to teach that with every vision, there's a process. With every vision, there's a process. Between the prophecy and the palace, there's a process. I have the responsibility to teach that between the prophecy and the palace, there's a process. Every God-given vision has a God-ordained process. Every God-given vision has a God-ordained process. Failure to understand that process, failure to, failure to submit to that process will kill your vision. Here's a statement I want you to write down if you want to. Every God-given vision has an appointed time for its fulfillment. Every God-given vision has an appointed time. God has a set time, an appointed time for the fulfillment of that particular vision. Many people lose their vision simply because it doesn't happen fast enough according to their timetable. You want, it to you want it to happen according to your timetable. Well, if it's your vision, that's another different story. But if it's a God-given vision, then it's going to happen in God's timetable, in God's set time. God has a set time. God has an appointed time for that particular vision because it came from him. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, For still, the vision awaits its appointed time the vision awaits its appointed time it hastens to the end it will not lie God's vision will not lie it's gonna be fulfilled and then it says if it seems slow wait for it it's gonna be slow sometimes it's gonna happen if it seems slow wait for it it will surely come. It will not delay. It says, it will surely come. That is the word of the Lord for you today. It will surely come. If God's given you that vision, it will surely come. Let me encourage you today. That vision will surely come. It will surely come. It will not delay. But you have to remember this. That your timing and God's timing are different. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. God's timing is different from yours. God says the vision has an appointed time. It will surely come to pass. It will not delay. What you think is a delay to you is not a delay to God because God's timing is different from ours. We exist within the time zones of the earth, but God dwells in a zone called eternity. His timing is different from our timing. So don't give up. It's a process. There's a process. Please write this down. Also, if you can, your vision can be destroyed by disappointment and discouragement if you don't understand God's process and his appointed time. Your vision can be destroyed by disappointment and discouragement if you don't understand God's process and his appointed time. You have to understand that God has an appointed time. He has a process. 
we have to obey, we have to follow. If the vision you're carrying is truly God's vision, then you have to trust that it will happen in His time and not yours. If the vision you're carrying, if you believe that that is really God's vision, then you have to trust the fact that it's going to happen in His time and not your time. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6-7, So be content with who you are and don't put on airs. In other words, don't be boastful, don't be prideful. God's strong hand is on you. I declare that over you right now, that God's strong hand is on you. You are special. You are alive today because God's hand is upon you. That car accident could not kill you. Those people who try to do crazy things to you could not kill you. They could not destroy you. Nothing could destroy you. You're standing here today because his hand is upon your life today. Believe it in Jesus' name. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. This vision will come to pass. But that scripture ends by saying, he will promote you at the right time. He will promote you at the right time. Don't lose your dream. Don't lose your vision. There's a right time that's coming. There's an appointed time that is coming and God will promote you at the right time. I'm a testament to that. Last year, I saw the hand of God. God promoted us at the right time. That song hit the world. Bethel Music was singing that song. So many people singing that song. That song went to the ends of the world. A stellar nomination. Look at what God is doing through Phil, traveling all over the place. God did it at the right time. We waited 12 years, but God did it because God has an appointed time for every vision and God will do it at the right time. I speak over you that God will give you the grace to go through the process, process, process in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to talk about four reasons why God allows us to go through the process. Why does God make us go through the process? Why not just give me my vision? I want my vision now. I don't know about you, but I want my vision fulfilled now. Today, I want it now. But why does God delay the process? Why does God allow us to go through the process? I want to give you four reasons. If you're writing, here we go. Number one. God makes you go through the process because he wants to teach us to put our trust in him alone. God makes you go through the process because he wants to teach you to put your trust in him alone. God makes you go through the process because he wants to teach you to put your trust in him alone. He wants us to trust him. You know why? It's because God is more interested in the condition of your heart than your vision. Yes, God is more interested in the condition of your heart than your vision. Because if your heart is right, then your vision is going to have longevity. How many people get their visions fulfilled and then lose them because they didn't have the right perspective and their hearts were not in the right place in the first place? God is after the condition of your heart. God is more interested in the condition of your heart than he is in your vision. Because if your heart is right, anything can happen. If your heart is right, so many things can happen. If your heart is right, God can entrust us with more stuff. If your heart is right. You know, it's amazing that Abraham took three decades, over close to 30 years, waiting for Isaac. And when Isaac came, God said to, to Abraham, he said, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. I want you to give me your only son. Just, just imagine this. How crazy is this? Why would God do such a thing? This brother had waited 30 years. He was, he was 100 years old when he had Isaac, old. 
couldn't make babies anymore at 100 years old. But God said, now, now that you have your child, I want you to give him to me. And the Bible says, Abraham went to the mountain, took a knife, was ready to give his son. He, he already gave his son in his heart and was ready to kill his son. And then God said, stop right there, according to Genesis chapter 21. Sorry, Genesis chapter 22, verse 12 to 14. It says, don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you trust God and that you have not kept your son, your only son, from me. God says, now I can see that your heart is right. Now I can see that you trust me. Stop right there. And he said, look over there. There's, there's, a, there's an animal for you to sacrifice. Keep your son. Now I know that your heart is right. And now you can be a father of many nations. Now I can bless you with more. Now I can multiply you. Now I can increase you. Now I can do so many amazing things with you. God wants to bless you. God wants to fulfill your vision. God wants to do great things with you. But first, he's more interested in the condition of your heart because God knows he can do more with a man whose, whose heart is right than a person whose heart is not right. That's why God takes you through the process. He wants you to learn to trust him and trust him alone. See, that's what happened to me. I thought I was gonna come back from my honeymoon and write a big song. The song was gonna explode. I was gonna make millions of dollars. I was gonna make so much money, build my wife a house and do all these things. I thought my music was gonna be my provider and my source. But in this season, in 12 years, I've learned to trust God. In these 12 years, we went through seasons where sometimes we didn't have food, sometimes we didn't have stuff. And we learned to trust God. Michelle and I had to learn to pray and wait upon God. Michelle and I had to get to a place where we said, God, whether you give us our vision or not, we love you anyway, and we trust you, and we worship you. And I'm telling you, the moment we trusted God, the moment we say, this is all about you and nothing else, the heavens opened. Heavens opened and blessings began to pour out. God allows you to go through the process because he wants you to learn to put all your trust in him. He wants you to learn to put all your trust in him. God wants you to learn to worship him. God wants us to worship him. He want, that's what trust is all about. It's about worshiping God. He wants us to learn to worship him. Matter of fact, patiently waiting on God is a statement that I trust you. I trust you. I believe in you. I trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. I believe in you and I trust you. In impact, I've learned that the quicker you learn to worship God and trust Him when you go through the process, the quicker your vision is going to be realized. And the opposite is true. The more you bellyache and complain and blame other people, become upset with other people, get offended with people and blame the whole world for why you don't have your vision, you're going to prolong the process. God will keep you in that place because God knows that you're not ready for the realization of your vision until your heart is right. If your vision is realized and your heart is not right, you become a dangerous person. So God is more interested in the condition of your heart than just your vision. Number two, God allows you to go through the process because he wants to equip you with the knowledge and assets that you need in order to steward the blessing. God allows you to go through the process because he wants to equip you with the knowledge and assets that you need in order to steward the blessing. It's such a dangerous thing to get the blessing before you're mature enough to sustain it. 
Why, why does God do this? Why does God allow you to go through the process? It's because God is more interested in your maturity than your vision. God is more interested in my maturity than my vision. Why? Because God knows that mature people can sustain visions and immature people cannot sustain visions. Immature people lose their visions. Matter of fact, a great vision in the hands of an immature person is dangerous. A great vision in the hands of an immature person is like putting a gun in the hands of a child. It's like giving a child a rifle, giving a 10-year-old a gun. A great vision can become destructive and dangerous if it's in the hands of an immature person. That's why God allows you to go through the process because God is more interested in your maturity, my maturity, my development than he is in my vision. Yes, he loves my vision, but God is more interested in my maturity because he understands and he knows that a mature person can sustain a vision longer than a person who's immature. The Bible says in the book of James, chapter one from verse three to four, it says, you know that under pressure, that's the process, under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and, and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Woo. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's why God is having you go through that process. He doesn't want you to be deficient in any way. He doesn't want Zenzo to be any deficient in any way. That's why God waited before we could plant Impact Church, God waited. We went through the process. We're able to be great pastors today, ministering with great compassion and love for people and wisdom and the knowledge that we have because God caused Michelle and I to go through the process so we can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's good news, not deficient in any way. Celebrate the process, embrace the process because God is doing something amazing. He allows you to go through the process so he can mature you and develop you so that you can be ready to manage and steward the blessings when they come. If you want to build a tall building, a skyscraper, you have to build down first. You have to lay the foundation. They dig deep, miles upon miles going down. They dig deep going down. They go deep into the belly of the earth and you'd think, what are, they, what, what are they doing? You don't even see them. For a while, you don't see them. They are working, but they're going downwards. They are almost going in the opposite direction. But no, they're not going in the opposite direction. They are laying a foundation of a great building. Some of the things that God wants to do with your life are so great. He has allowed you to go through this season, this process, so you can lay a foundation so that your vision will never crumble in Jesus' name. Don't give up. Keep pushing keep pressing, keep working through that process. God is doing something amazing in your life. I pray that God gives you grace to follow through the process in the name of Jesus. I believe I'm more mature now. I believe some of the things that I went through over the years have helped to grow my life and to mature me. God knows if I had some of the blessings that I have today, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even two years ago, some of the things maybe even just a year ago, out of squandered my blessings, out of mismanaged my blessings, out of not know, out of not known how to steward my blessings. 
but God allowed me to go through the process and I thank him for that in Jesus' name. Number three, the third reason why God allows you to go through the process, God makes you go through the process so that you can learn to fight. God wants you to learn to fight. God wants you to learn to fight. Why? It's because God is more interested in your longevity than your vision. Oh, that's good. God is more interested in your longevity, not just your vision. God is more interested in your legacy. He's all about legacy. He's all about longevity. He's more interested in your legacy and your longevity than he is in just your vision. So he allows you to go through a process, sometimes a very painful process, so that you can learn to fight. He allows you to get backed up in a corner somewhere. It looks like all odds are against you, but he allows you to get there so you can learn to fight, so you can become a tough person. You can be strengthened, so you can you can have willpower created on the inside of you, resurrecting in the inside of you, so that you can learn to defend your vision. The Bible says, in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 3 it says not only that but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Woo. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. That's why God allows you to go through the process. Because the process the sufferings are going to produce a perseverance in you and cause you to be a fighter, cause you to be strong. So be faithful where you are. Are you believing God for a job? Are you believing God for something? Are you going through a season where it just looks like it's over for you? Be faithful. Be creative. Do something. Don't just sit around. If you don't have a job, drive an Uber. Drive a Lyft. Do something. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to fight because God is watching as you fight. God is hardworking. We have to be hardworking. The Bible says God worked for six days and then he rested on the seventh day. God's work week is six days working. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter two, from verse two to four, it says, by the seventh day, God had finished his work. There goes the word. God is a hard worker. It says on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. There goes that word the second time. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day because on that day he rested from his work. There goes the word again. Three times God is talking about working. I want you to know that your faith, your prayers, your believing become useless if you don't add your work to them. That's why the Bible also says faith without works. Faith without work is dead. God is trying to teach you to fight. God is trying to teach you how to be a hard working person person so when you go through this difficult process when you go through this hard season don't give up get up begin to work do something you've never done before because God is watching and the moment he sees that you're faithful you're fighting and he'll bless you he wants to bless you the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 16 verse 10 it says if you're faithful in little things you'll be faithful in large ones but if you're dishonest in little things you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. That's why God allows you to go through the process. He wants to strengthen you. That's why God allows you to go through the process. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to, he wants to release a, a work ethic in you, a work ethic of champions in you, a work ethic of kings in you. He's preparing you to be a fighter. He wants you to be a fighter. Finally, number four, God allows you to go through the process so he can detoxify you 
and build the kind of character in you that's needed to preserve your greatness. Ooh, that's powerful. Let me say that again. God allows you to go through the process so he can detoxify you and build the kind of character in you that's needed to preserve your greatness. Why? It's because God is more interested in your character than vision. There it goes again. God is more interested in your character than vision. Yes, he loves your vision, but God is more interested in your character than vision because God knows that if you receive your vision but have no character, that you will lose your vision anyway. You're going to end up losing your vision. You're going to mismanage that vision if your character is not right, if your character is not developed. So God will allow you to go through a painful process. Why? Because he's trying to build character in me. He's trying to build character in you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Let me read that again. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. The Lord tests our heart. He allows us to go through painful processes. He allows us to go through the fire. When gold goes through the fire, if it's pure gold, it only gets refined. It gets better. When pure gold goes through the fire, it only gets refined. It only gets refined. So God allows us to go through the fire. He, he allows us to go through painful processes in life because he's trying to refine us. He's trying to refine your character. He's trying to refine my character so he can prepare us for greatness. He's trying to help us get to that place where we can manage great things. Because a person who has no integrity, has no character, they always lose what they have. You know, it's amazing because I found that trials do not turn you into a bad person. Matter of fact, trials just reveal what you really have in your heart. Sometimes people say, you know, I went through trials, so I became a bad person. I became a liar. I became a thief. I, I mistreated my spouse because I went through a tough situation. No, trials only reveal what you have. Trials don't turn you into a bad person. They only reveal who you truly are deep inside. That's why God will allow you to go through trials so he can expose some things that are in there that are actually going to be enemies of your vision. So God will allow you to go through the process. God will allow me to go through the trials and the process because God is trying to deal with the enemies of our vision. God is trying to deal with that jealousy. God is trying to deal with my pride. God is trying to deal with these things that are enemies to our vision. Please write this down. The process was never designed to destroy you, but your enemies. Oh, that's good. The process was never designed to destroy you. The trials were never designed to destroy you, but the enemies of our vision. Pride is an enemy. Jealousy is an enemy. God is trying to destroy that spirit of jealousy. Matter of fact, jealousy in comparison simply means that you don't understand what God is doing. You're not sure of the process. You can't compare yourself with somebody else because everybody has their own vision and everybody has their own path, their own process. Some people may take a little longer some people, their process may be a little shorter, but God allows you to go through your process so he can develop character, so he can deal with the enemies of our vision. You know, it's interesting that God allowed Joseph to go through the pit 
He went in prison. Why? Because I believe God was preparing Joseph to know how to deal with Potiphar's wife. That temptation there. God was preparing Joseph to deal with that temptation that he went through with Potiphar's wife by going in the pit and going in prison. God had to teach Joseph not to just yield to his feelings. He allowed him to go into the pit, no food, no water, dark, a, a tough place to be in. And God allowed him to learn to beat his body in submission. God allowed him and, and, and taught him to say no to his feelings and no to the desires of his flesh in the pit so that he can survive the temptation of Potiphar's wife in the palace. God will allow you to go through the pit, the prisons of your life through the process so he can prepare you for the temptation that you go through when you're in a high place, when you are in the palace. He is allowing you to go through the process because he's preparing you. He's teaching you to trust him. He's strengthening you. He's giving you assets and knowledge. He's maturing you and preparing you for your blessing so that you can steward your blessing. God is teaching you to fight so you can learn to protect what you have. And finally, God is equipping you with great character and integrity so that this time around you don't lose your vision in Jesus' name. Well, Impact, I hope you are blessed by that word. I wanna pray for you, I wanna bless you today in the name of Jesus. So Father, I pray for your people. And I pray that this word would take root inside of them in the name of Jesus and produce 30, 60, and 100 fold return in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak life over every vision in the name of Jesus. And Father, I speak life for the restoration over every dead dream now in the name of Jesus. And God, I take dominion authority over every spirit of discouragement and disappointment in the name of Jesus. And Father, now I release grace, grace to go through the process, grace to wait upon you, grace, oh God, to go through the trials and grace to receive the teaching and the knowledge and the character and the refinement that, Father, you desire for them to have, you desire for me to have as you allow us to go through the process in the name of Jesus. And Father, I declare that 2019 is going to be the year where many dreams and visions are going to be realized in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name and I declare that the dream that you've given your people is gonna come to pass in Jesus' name. Nothing will take it away, nothing will steal it from them. In Jesus' name I pray, Father, a new strength, a new zeal, a new tenacity, new joy inside of them, new passion for those that have lost momentum, a new momentum, a fresh momentum today, I pray in Jesus' name. God, cause us to realize that this vision is for an appointed time. Give us the grace to go all the way to the end. In Jesus' name, I pray. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Impact, I pray and hope that you were blessed today. Stay safe out there. Enjoy your family. Pastor Michelle and I love you. Bless you. Have a great day.